Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Live and in effect from beautiful Indianapolis, it's Red versus Blue Radio. We've got big announcements in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. We're going to bring it next. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. Uh, I have some sad news to announce. Uh, A few days ago, I was made aware that uh, one of our high-stakes friends and combatants, competitors, Brian McMullen, uh, passed away, uh, known on the boards as Whipping Post. We're going to miss Brian. Uh, he, he was a, a good contributor to the boards and a great competitor in our Genesis League. Um, Mike, I don't know if you uh, had the chance to to know uh, who Whipping Post was on the boards, but uh, uh, 
he died too young, and uh, all the information is over on the FFPC boards. But I uh, just wanted to uh, recognize him before we started the show. Absolutely, Scott. Uh, I uh, had some interaction uh, with Woodling Post, uh, with Brian, um, back and forth a couple of times uh, since I've been part of the uh, world of high-stakes fantasy football, and uh, it was it was really sad to hear that, and it was shocking, and you, you don't like anything uh, like that that happens. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are with uh, his family, and I'm sure he's She's in a great place, but it, it, it's sad. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I thought my mom was young at uh, at 53 when she passed. And, you know, you just never know when this uh, when, when God has a plan. Uh, when it's your time, it's your time. And, um, you know, we enjoyed uh, uh, Whipping Post and, and Brian uh, while he was here on our boards and, and while he competed in the leagues. And, uh, you know, I just, wanted, I just wanted to mention him, but it was uh, too early. He was only 44, Mike. Um, yeah, you know, you know that's it, unbelievable. I mean, it just it, it comes and gets you, whatever it may be, before you know it. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I remember. Uh, I'll never forget the the morning that you sent me a text message that you you had lost your mom, and I remember losing my dad about a year and a half ago, and these things happen. But you know, when you're that young, it just doesn't seem fair. But uh, like you said, God has plan and uh i'm a firm believer and uh so well we always take time to recognize the fantasy players on red versus blue a big part of our show is bringing out and introducing to the world the high stakes players and and brian was one matter of fact uh just to give you um a, a little bit of an idea for those of you that don't know brian um in his obituary online uh you can you can see it here uh, but this just goes to show you how big of a fantasy football fan and how much the industry meant to him. On his obituary, uh, the comment was he enjoyed making fantasy projections in fantasy football or in professional football. Uh, it just it just goes to show you that uh, this meant a lot to I'm him. Very and, good at it. And, and as it does all of us, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a passion of ours and it's a obsession. Um, by the way. Um, I'm your host, Scott Atkins, Team Legacy, uh, in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And uh, I'm broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. I'm always joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mike Trent. And, um, Mike, tonight we've got uh, a, a lot of news. Uh, we've just got to get to it. We've got to keep moving on, and I know that's what Brian will want us to do. And uh, we're going to continue to tribute uh, to Brian in our Genesis League over at the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And uh, we're going to – one of the guys there uh, is kind enough to uh, put together a, a trophy. Um, that's John Duckworth, Yellow Line is unofficial. And in the chat yeah. room, War Kittens, uh, he's one of the Red vs. Blue crew. He is he is uh, bringing together a Brian McMullen Memorial Trophy. Uh, he's purchasing a oh, traveling nice. trophy. Nice. Yeah, it will reside annually with the reigning Genesis champion. And uh, so, uh, as as John put it, Whip will live on with the, with the crew of Genesis. So, kudos that's to cool. uh, John for – for, for taking care of nice that. touch very nice touch uh that's always you know in, in our uh and what we deal with through day to day uh when you deal with something like this it's always nice nice for the uh, fantasy football community to come together and that's awesome yep okay well well uh we have to we have to get to the news there, there's big news in the world of high stakes fantasy football today and um not only today but this past week there's there's uh 
There's a lot of things going on. We're going to try to get to all that this week. I want to remind all of you guys um, that are FFPC uh, fans and that are and have been listeners of the Red vs. Blue, next Friday night, Mike, is the Big Payback Satellite Draft. It is going to be an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be commentating the draft live. You come here. We'll give you a link. You'll be able to watch the draft unfold live on Mock Draft Central. Jeffrey Stein has it all ready to go for us. You're going to be able to log in and see the draft unfold, as well as we're going to be commentating and breaking it down. You're going to see the best of the best uh, getting together for this draft. They're all ponying up $500 for a seat at the big payback draft uh, in Las Vegas next year, where one person will walk away with $25,000 uh, it's going to be a huge draft, Mike. I've been stoked about this for months. Uh, yeah. There's a huge, huge cast. I would have loved to have been part of it. The big payback draft is a $5,000 entry fee uh, over at the FFPC, and hey, they have one spot left, and I'm just dying to jump in. But um, no, man, the, don't uh, do it. Don't, don't do it. Let's commentate. <laughs> <laughs> the sharks are that's, there. The that's sharks. next Friday. That's next Friday night, right? Yeah, and we've got a couple of those sharks in here, Cocktails and Dreams and Day Drinker Josh. Uh, those guys yeah. are part of this thing. And, um, you know, I just there's one spot left, and I've got a guy in mind that uh, would, would, would possibly be a co-manager, and, and we're going to see if we can't pull that together. I know there's only one spot left, but uh, that's a lot to come out of uh, for just one league, so we'll see. Hey, we uh, just to jump ship a little bit, we do have our sleepers and duds to release tonight. We've had a lot of action in the uh, in the preseason football. Mike, you're not too high on the on the preseason football, but no. I'll tell you what, the, the preseason gets me going every year. Well, I'll tell you what, I love the games. You know, it's it's fun to see, uh, you know, the right tackle and the, uh, you know, all the tackles get into each other and everything start going on. But uh, no, I'm not a big fan of uh, preseason football. I, you know, if they can limit that to two, three games, then I'm, I'm satisfied. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to get the juices flowing, and uh, let's see what happens. Well, I, I get into it every year, and it gives me the, uh, the value plays that I like late. The other night I, I, I identified one that I've been high on. I just wanted to see him in action, and I saw him for a couple of plays. He is my sleeper wide receiver this year that you can get late, late in the draft for the Tennessee Titans. Nate Washington, Mike. They brought this kid in. He's got all kinds of speed. That defense of the Titans likely going to be less this year. And I see Nate Washington playing a big, big role uh, alongside of Justin Gage in that offense. So I think he's a guy that can immediately contribute for you on a week-to-week basis. And I think you can catch this guy. Nate Washington of the Tennessee Titans. That's my sleeper wide receiver uh, that can help you win your fantasy league this year. You know, I don't. You know, that's that's not bad. But I mean, I would like to see a sleeper from a uh, different team because yeah. Tennessee. Let's face it, they're run, run, run all yeah. the way around. But uh, you know, it, it's fun to it's fun to try to get them sleepers and try to catch them. So it's not a bad it's not a bad pick. Well, you may like my sleeper running back then much better because it comes from a ground attack offense. I'm on Bradshaw. You can get this guy in the 10th round. It's a major value. I know, I know I'm probably ticking off some guys in the chat room for releasing this, but I'm on Bradshaw will be a play that you can put in there, uh, a guy you can put in there week to week, and I'm thinking he can win your fantasy league for you, Mike. Okay. Uh, well, you know, there's not – I don't have a problem with that. 
has there ever been a uh, big-time player that's become a sleeper, like a LT? Is LT a sleeper? I think so. No. I, no. I, I, I would consider LT a sleeper right now because nobody is going to – I mean, I don't know where he's going. He can't be going very high, so you might want to take a chance on him. Well, he's going in the he's going in the first round. You're not going to pass him in the first round at some point, so I can't call that a sleeper. But uh, you know, hey, well, we've got uh, we, we'll release some more. We've got we've got more to talk about. Uh, but I tell you what, I want to get to this news. Let me go ahead and get on this switchboard here and kill this uh, kill this little clip. We have some switchboard issues, but I want to I want to talk about this news that happened today. And, well, you know what? I don't even need to talk about it. We've got a caller. Uh, our guest tonight is Greg Ambrosius from the National Fantasy Football Championship, Mike. Uh, cool. I, I know I told you about this a couple minutes yeah. before the show, but Mike, uh, Greg, and uh, Tom hopefully can join us as well. Greg, are you with me? Yep, I'm here, Scott. Okay, let's see. Do we have Tom with us too? Uh, he's on hold. I know that. Yep, I'm here. Okay. Hey, there's Tom. All right. Greg and Tom. Uh, hey, thanks a lot, Greg. Yeah, Tom. no problem. Well, Greg, I'm going to let you uh, tell us what happened here. I know I've, I've got the article uh, that you posted right here in front of me, but uh, there's a big acquisition that happened, and Mike and I have been playing your event uh, for several years now. I'm the first year, and okay. then I, I told Mike about it after year one, and he's been with me ever since. And we have we have yet to cash in in your contest, but uh, it has been a thorn in our side. But we will not give up, and we're going to figure out that fourteen teamer. So I like tell us it. what's going on. Tell us what's going on with this event. Well, I mean, the National Fantasy Football Championship was started in two thousand and four. Uh, two years after WCOFF, uh, we debuted as a fourteen team format. And the week before them over Labor Day weekend, and uh, you know we're really not a competition to them at that time. I mean we're just trying to fill a void, and the 14-team format was a very unique format. Uh, we were the industry's first uh, multi-city high-stakes event. We had drafts in New York, Chicago, and Las Vegas. We kind of wanted to bring the events to people uh, rather than have everybody fly out to Las Vegas. So we've kind of. Uh, created a nice little niche here but uh you know over six years we really haven't taken the next step and uh i really think this is a watershed year for the fantasy industry uh i really think that consolidation is in the cards i think the bigger companies are going to start to get stronger uh you see this in every industry i mean i've been in the baseball card industry for over 20 years and you saw this how the mom and pops created the fantasy or the baseball card boom in the 80s but then big dealers, big distributors, big uh, card companies all got bigger and better and uh, kind of took over the industry. Not all for the good, unfortunately. But uh, in the fantasy industry, I can kind of see this happening right now, too. And so, uh, you know, even though we're with a big company, F&W Publications, uh, you know, I've been here 20 years. Uh, today we were sold our entire fantasy sports division, uh, all the magazines we do, and our high-stakes baseball and football events were sold to fanball.com. Uh, we're part of Liberty wow. Media now, and uh, we're very excited. Tom and I are on board. Uh, we're part of the move. We will be working for Fanball. Uh, we'll have an office here in Iola, Wisconsin, but Tom and I are staying on board. We're not leaving after three months or anything. We're here for the duration, and uh, I think what we've got now is a huge promotional partner that can uh, market the high-stakes event to already established fantasy players. CDM has, you know, almost a million unique players over the last uh, 
20 years of their business. And Fanball has a great site, and Liberty Media obviously has TV and all kinds of promotional reach. So we think this is a fabulous move for our high-stakes event, and uh, I think we're going to be in a lot of markets quickly. Well, Greg, I noticed uh, there were also Roto. Roto Times is involved in this in some manner? Well, Roto uh, Times, yeah, is part of uh, uh, Fanball, and they do okay. a magazine and a website. And uh, the funny thing is we actually tried to buy Roto Times three years ago. Uh, I think they accepted our price, and Tom and I were ready to uh, to start working for them. Uh, we were going to buy them and uh, make their online site, and now here we are three years later. Uh, their parent company bought everything that we have here. Okay. Well, and, and I don't know, uh, I'm sure both of you guys can comment on this, but I see Roto, I'll be watching NFL Network or ESPN, and I'll see a Roto commercial come on. Mm-hmm. And so I know they're putting out the marketing dollars here, so I would expect it. Maybe that would mean quite a bit of mainstream attention for the for the NFFC. Well, we sure hope so. I mean, again, they have a lot of reach, and, uh, you know, Liberty owns DirecTV. Uh, DirecTV is a Sunday NFL ticket. Uh, you know, you watch this, the Red Zone on Channel 702 and you get every play. I don't think there's any question that we all believe that there could be a fantasy channel on DirecTV as well, on Sunday pregame shows just dedicated to fantasy. And I think the guys at, at Fanball feel the same way. And if we can get the year of Liberty with all the things that we have going here, uh, I could see a fantasy channel. I mean, uh, there's plenty of space on DirecTV for another channel, and uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to get this way, and hopefully Tom and I will be part of it. Well, well I, I, Greg, I okay. totally agree because uh, a lot of Sundays when I watch football, uh, I'm looking at uh, games, you know, on your local network, this mm-hmm. and that, or on uh, the Sunday ticket, and I ultimately end up going to uh, NFL Network and right. seeing the red zone. Right. Type deal. Right. Uh, but you know the red zone type deal. They they don't tell you everything that's going on with your right. fantasy players, your position players, your quarterbacks, right. your running backs, your wide receivers. So you might have something on that, and that would be really neat to just you know break down what's well, happening with the wide receiver, the quarterback, uh, the running back, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I was at a trade conference last uh, November in New York, and. Uh, Fox was there and CBS are on a panel, and they said that 47% of people that watch the NFL these days have a laptop open. So they know that it's fantasy <laughs> players. I mean, yeah. that's fantasy players, obviously, who want the streaming stats, and they want to know exactly what's happening. Well, why don't we just marry that all on, on the TV itself, just create a fantasy right. channel where all of this is available, where you click the box score and you're getting live scoring and stuff. There's no question that's a year or two away at the most, and uh, – you know, there's no reason why we both should have a laptop and the TV on. Let's just create that channel that everybody's looking for. Tom, maybe, Tom, maybe, hey, and, and as long as we don't get the, the the host of the Red Zone channel that we have now, what is his name? I can't think of his name. <laughs> I can't he think is, of him. I know who you're talking about. Oh, he gets on my nerves so yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, Tom, maybe you can comment on this. Tell us about, um, because we've seen a, we, we saw a merger last year or of sorts uh, when NBC came on board. We and we thought that was going to be some big things. What exactly happened there? Well, I think it was it was a situation where both sides we didn't really uh, generate the, the the partnership the way both sides wanted to, and, and it didn't really go the way we all wanted it to. And and I still think, and I agree with Greg, that the future of the, the high stakes industry 
really lies in, in partnerships and sponsorships and being able to attract a larger audience. And that's something we tried to do with NBC and really weren't able to do. But we feel like the, the difference with Fanball is we're, we have that dedicated list of proven fantasy players. Like Greg says, I mean, the Fanball and CDM uh, reputation and history that they have in the league, we know, are in the industry, we know that we're going to be able to reach these people. And we think they're the type of people who are going to want to come in and play our games. And, and maybe maybe it's not the, the $1,400 entry fee for the NFSC Classic. Maybe it's a, a $250 satellite or a $350 online championship. That's the thing. We've got a number of ways to, to a number of options to appeal to these people, and we think that we're going to have the opportunity now to reach them, and not just with football and baseball, but going forward with basketball and maybe some other sports as well. So that's, what, that's really what's exciting to me about this is we've got an opportunity now to take something that, that Greg and I have been able to grow over the past six years and really blow it up in huge ways. And, and we're both very confident and excited that, uh, that this is going to happen, and we think it, the, the possibilities for us are really endless right now. Yes, well, I, I remember when uh, CDM uh, come together as fantasy baseball, that was about, uh, shoot, 15 years ago, and uh, then them and uh, Fanball came together. How did that uh, compilation, I mean, how did that happen? Well, I mean, CDM was started in 93, so they've been around 17 years, I believe. Uh, CDM Diamond Challenge was the number one salary cap game right from right. the get-go. You know, they started doing it for the sporting news. Uh, they ran the USA Today Diamond Challenge. So they've been working with third parties and uh, growing their business uh, about three years ago, Fanball purchased CDM, uh, Fun Technology owned both of those, and then Fun Technology sold this to DirecTV, or I mean Liberty Media, about two years ago. So, you know, there's acquisitions going on all over the place, and that's what cool. you're seeing now is the big are getting bigger, and we're... Tom and I are excited to be part of a big company right now. We think they have a lot of promotional might and can take us to the next level. So uh, there's a compilation of, of some good companies in the industry when you think about it. Fanball, CDM, and Krause Publications, those were three solid companies at one point, and they're all under one roof right now. That, that's got to feel good. Well, Feels before good. we talk about before we talk about the classic and the prime time, because both of those events we're in this year, uh, and I want to talk about those, but... We're talking about Fanball as well, and they have that other contest the, where they gave away a million dollars last year, the Open Championship. Are there are there plans in place maybe to merge somehow with the FFOC? No, the FFOC is a private company. I mean, they only use Fanball for their back-end support. So Fanball runs the game for them, but it's privately owned by somebody else. So, uh, gotcha. you know, it's possible that there could be some cross-promotions or something that we would do together. But at this point, I mean, they are a different entity, so they're not owned by by uh, Fanball at all. Okay, and, and, and so so this this merger this this means that that Krause Publications is completely out of the picture this year for the NFFC. Krause Publications or F and W Media now that we're called uh, they are out of fantasy sports completely. Uh, okay. Their business model is is doing more database online and, and some other things and. Uh, you know, I think they, they saw that this was going to be tough to continue to grow the high stakes. Uh, you know, Scott, it's interesting. A lot of players want us to give out a higher percentage of prize money, but honestly, we're paying out about 78% right now for football. And when you start putting in the expenses on top of that, the profit margin is small, even if you sell out. And uh, this is getting to be a very competitive area. 
and uh, Fanball liked it, and F&W chose to get out of it. So F&W will no longer be in the fantasy space. Well, I think we all know as businesses get bigger, you, the, the average person likes to think that things get easier, and but the, the costs start rolling in. The expenses get just bigger and bigger as, the, as your company grows. So yeah, uh, I think I think most of us understand that. But hey, we're we're still holding out for for as for as high a payoff as we can get. Obviously, yeah. we're always going to do that. Um, so, but but you know what? The funny thing is, though, Greg, and, and what I'm trying to get right my head around. I mean, so it must have been a, a bigger decision than just the results driven uh, of what happened with primetime last year. But primetime's bigger this year than last, right? So. Yeah, I mean, we got a chance to sell out. I mean, last year with, like Tom said, the partnership with NBC Sports. We really felt that we were going to sell both of them out at, at max levels, 396 teams, 392 yep. teams. And so we based our guaranteed prize money on that. And, of course, when we fell short, uh, we still guarantee the prize money. And so we probably ended up paying out 94% last year, which is tough to wow. do business when you are wow. got expenses on top of that. So this year we did lower our expectations. And, uh you know, our prize money is based on 300 teams and 322, and we certainly have a great chance to sell out both of them. So, you know, the key is being smart with your guarantees. You just can't keep shooting for the moon year after year after year. The key is sell out. Create a first-class contest. You know, have good customer service, that kind of stuff. And we've proven that over six years, but uh, it's a competitive field. And so we just had to lower our expectations this year, and we're going to sell out both of them and have one hell of a year. Well, you're listening to Greg and Tom from the National Fantasy Football Championship. If you have any questions, feel free to give us a call, 347-324-5404 is the number. Uh, let's talk about this classic in primetime then because I, we're, we're, we're joined up in both of these, Mike and I. And uh, so we're, we're drafting in Chicago. And let me, let me just say, it always feels like we're kind of the stepchild. You know, we get, get Greg in, in Vegas, you maybe get Tom in New York or maybe vice versa. And then uh, we're just kind of left out here. We come in, the draft is there, but but the event isn't really there. Maybe the speech or the simulcast or something like that. And and I know you guys have added Ryan Houston, and so he's a he has he's a pretty good fantasy mind. Does this mean that uh, you know that we're going to have Ryan in Chicago with us this year? Or? Yeah, I think Ryan's going to be there. And uh, you know, if you need dancing girls to spice that up down there, we'll send them there. We got too many in Vegas, anyways. <laughs> I'm but uh, you know, dancing girls in New York, though. Let's just keep that. Yeah, you got excitement out there, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, when we first started this up, uh, you know, we knew that uh, people had big events, and WCFF always had that great event the night before at the ESPN Zone, and renting out the ESPN Zone is a hell of a party. And you know, yeah. Lenny and Emil did did fabulous. I was out there the first three years, and it's just a, a great event. But uh, you know, it takes a lot of money to do stuff like that. And so what we've decided is we're going to put on the best. Uh, drafts and as far as entertainment uh, we hope that you guys can find it on your own you're all big boys but uh, you know I think Ryan is going to spice it up in Chicago and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun out there I know Tom you can speak about New York but uh, the family atmosphere that we've had now through six years is is the best part guys it's almost like we haven't seen each other for a year and get together and start tipping some beers and talking about how the kids are growing up and stuff like that well, I think, you know, one of the things that that I like most about both the baseball and football events is it feels like a national local league. You know, every year we get together, like Greg says, it's a bit of a family reunion, but it, it's also got the feel of a local league, only at a much bigger level. And that's what makes it fun for me is to be able to see these guys and then see the, over the years the friendships that are made and, and people that get along and, 
And you know that that's been that's been the real exciting part of it for me is is seeing that every year and seeing it on kind of a bigger stage than just you know 12 guys or so you know 12 of your buddies who get together in a league every year. We do this on a much bigger stage and for much bigger stakes, obviously. But you know I think we've been able to really keep that local league feel to what we do because that's that's the foundation of fantasy sports. It's you know, you, you got together with, you know, 10, 11, 12 of your, your buddies maybe in college and, and started your first league. That's really where it all began. And we really wanted to keep that essence in the events, and I think we've really been able to do that. So are you guys going to have continue to have creative control here? Because what's made NFFC successful in my eyes, Greg and Tom, you guys have been active on the boards. We have KDS in the league. We have 3RR. Um there's obviously the 14-team format, the six points per touchdowns for quarterbacks. These are all things that make NFFC a unique challenge. These are things you guys came up with, war room style. You guys came up, and, and, and along with listening to the message board. But are you guys going to be able to continue and, and hopefully roll with those ideas? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, Ryan and Charlie are, are smart guys and guys at Fanball. They're not buying us and hiring us to change what we've done through the last six years, both in baseball and football. I mean, right from the get-go, we've taken chances. We've been away from the mainstream. In baseball, we went with 15-team leagues. Everybody was used to 12-team leagues. When we went to football, we did go 14-team leagues. And why did we do that? Because it was a tougher challenge. I mean, we really wanted to to make it tough for anybody to win $100,000, and 14-team leagues are very difficult. We did find, though, when we did 14-team leagues at draft and at the end, was pretty difficult to win. The random draft selections were tough. And, I mean, I struggled with that right away. Tom will know. I wouldn't even touch the draft spots. I would make Tom pick every one of them. I just hated giving somebody a bad draft spot. So I wouldn't even touch them, and Tom knows that. And so we started right away in 2004 talking about how we could improve the random draft selection and how we could maybe give a little more input to the owners. And so KDS started getting thrown around, which is called Kentucky Derby System. And what they do in the Kentucky Derby is whoever's pulled out of the hat first, the, the trainer or owner gets to pick where he wants to be. If he wants to be on the outside, he could take the 16 spot. Well, that's what we do here. We randomly pick them all, and then we let people tell us where they would like to pick. And so that's how that started. And then third round reversal, of course, just maybe it helped the people at the back end because now you're going 1 through 14, 14 through 1. Then you start round 3 at 14 again. Now all of a sudden that guy is getting 14, 15, and 29, and he's able to compete with the guy who had LT or Adrian uh, Peterson, those type of guys. So the combination of KDS and 3RR has been working fabulously. Uh, we just pulled a $250 satellite league today. I posted the results. Seven people, seven out of 14, got their first preference. Nobody got lower than their sixth preference, and the average was 2.3, which means on average everybody got like their second preference. Everybody wow. in that league is happy where they're drafting, and nobody's hollering at me or Tom, which is a great thing. <laughs> but with this year, with that 3RR, so just 3RR I don't think works, but the combination of KDS 3RR really works. And so That's that, amazing. It That's is. Amazing it, it, it's very I, I amazing. Thought, yeah. I thought this year that everybody would be waiting towards that 14-13 pick, and, and to hear well, that. Here, here's what hap is happening, Scott. I mean, people do want that 13-14 because they want wide receiver, wide receiver, or something like that. But you're seeing Andre Johnson and Fitzgerald going 7, 8, 9, Moss all of a sudden, Calvin Johnson 12. So some people have their KDSs way back. 
Some have them at 8, 9, 10. A lot of people yeah. like to be in the middle because they hate being parts of runs that they miss out on. And a lot of people still like having the number one pick or number two pick. So it, there's something there for everybody this year. So to answer your question, of course, Tom and I are going to continue to be innovative and continue to do things that are going to you know, be different than other contests. We realize that. But uh, Fanball is going to give us uh, the freedom to be able to continue doing this because all of our contests right now are different than the mainstream, and our players like them. They may not be the biggest in the industry. Uh, 12-teamers would probably be a bigger format for us, but uh, innovation is what we're going to continue to do. Well, I'll tell you what, the 14-teamers the are uh, they're so challenging. And, yes, they are. Scott and I, we both have been, we scour over and over, over again and again, trying to figure out how we can, you know, master oh. the 14 teamer. We just boxed it. Yeah, <laughs> we boxed it. We had it. We had it fall on our lap last year. We're drafting from like 13, and we end up with Marshawn Lynch and Marion Barber. And I'm just like, how did we, how did we land, a, you know, this kind yeah. of a combo? And then yeah. we just screwed it up from there. We, <laughs> we took Cotri over Bolden and just all kinds of mistakes, you know. Yeah. But, well, you, you wouldn't color. think that the two extra teams would be that big a difference, but it really does make a difference. It makes a, it makes a heck of a difference. Yep. <laughs> yep. I got, we have, we have a caller from the 636. You are on the air with Greg and Tom from the NFFC. So I, I'm just wondering, and this is Ryan Houston, if, uh, if I bring, if I install a stripper pole in Chicago. <laughs> Does that go against the beliefs of Greg and Tom, and are we in big trouble? I, I thought I was making some of the decisions around here. That would go against our beliefs. Uh, I know I, it would. That's Ryan, you're not the one working the stripper pole, are you? <laughs> uh, certainly not. But Okay. Uh, I, I've been listening to the show, great show, guys, and I just wanted to call in and say uh, how excited we are for uh, on Fanball's behalf to uh, have Greg and, team, and Tom part of our team. and uh, We're looking forward to making some big decisions next week about the uh, – future of this contest and uh, obviously Greg and Tom will be a, the you know the focus of this entire thing moving forward so we're really excited and you guys have a great show and I just wanted to call in and say you guys are doing a great job well thanks Brian hey thanks, and, you know you got to remember wives listen to this show sometimes so please <laughs> we're allowed to go right now okay <laughs> we, let's yeah. keep it clean <laughs> as far as this show is concerned we're going to quote keep it clean yeah. And uh, whatever My happens in Chicago right stays now. in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think, well, uh, you know, I, and I understand, you know, I mean, I, I've played this contest for a long time. You know, obviously we, we want to look at how to make them better and more in, in entertaining and, you know, all jokes aside, whatever we can do. But I, I can assure you if uh, if it comes out that Tom's going to run New York, you're in great hands there. Greg always does a great job, and we'll have a great time in Chicago. So, um I, I firmly believe that uh, we'll have a great time in all of those places. And, you know, it, again, it's a great atmosphere just to be around a bunch of fantasy football diehards for a couple of days and just enjoying yourself and getting out there with friends who have the same passion. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad to be part of it. Um, it was a lot of work. I can only assure you that me, you know, I sent a picture of myself to Greg today because I, I don't smoke, so I, I didn't have a celebratory cigar when we closed this deal. But I did put on my NFFC hat and send Greg a picture, and he thought that I got beaten up by uh, the former owners pretty good. So. Yeah, you looked pretty rough after that one, but you did a good job closing the deal, and we finally got it done. And, you know, the thing I posted on the boards is this is the beauty of it. I mean, Ryan has been playing in the NFFC and NFBC for five years. Charlie Wiegert's been playing in it. I mean, uh, Fanball had six different teams in our baseball contest this year. We're being bought by people that really understand the passion of our audience, their players themselves. 
So are we going to make changes? Well, yeah, we're going to make some changes, but if we do make changes, they're going to be for the better of the game, for the better of the growth, and we're going to continue to go forward here. So, uh, you know, we're being owned by players, and uh, it doesn't get any better than that in this industry. Well, one thing I posted on the boards today, too, was this week we unveiled uh, what we called the fence sitter giveaways. We had some 16 by 20 autograph photos of Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, uh, you know we had 8 by 10 autograph photos of guys like Frank Gore, and those were things we gave to our signups for this week for our classic prime time and online championship events. And these came from Ryan and Fanball. And this is kind of this is what I was saying on the boards. This is an example of what we can do now going forward because we understand that we have the opportunity to reach a lot of people and we have the opportunity to reach them in unique ways. So, you know, for this week, for example, we, get, we got people into the event and we gave them something of, of real value. I mean, these are nice photos, and, uh, and this is because of the partnership now and, and the, the working arrangement we have with Ryan and Fanball. So I really think it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg type of deal. We, we got something really nice and big this week, and that's kind of an example of what I think we're going to be able to do going forward. Well, I've got, got to ask. Point. I've got I've got Ryan on here. I've got to ask. How did this come about? Because there's there's lots of competitions out there. Was were they a specific target of you of, of for for your company, or what, were there were there other offers out on the table, or, or how did this come about? Well, I mean, I can't get into a lot of details. I, I can assure you that um, my primary focus for like five years has been to get Greg on my team and Tom on my team. I can only assure you of that. Um, this isn't my first rodeo, as I like to say. So, I mean, I, I've been down this road a long time, and um, Greg and Tom have been on my radar for a long, long time. And, I mean, I've always appreciated this business because, again, like Greg said, I play this game. You know, I must toot my own horn. I'm in the top 12 lifetime on NFBC. So, yeah. you know, when I come to that draft, it's for real. And this is, all, this is what I enjoy, and this is what I've always wanted to be part of. So when we had the opportunity – to look at the business and have an opportunity to dive into it. I was really excited about adding it to what we do at Fanball because Fanball is growing. We're continuing to look at targets to acquire and to roll into what we feel is a pretty good product over at Fanball.com. So um, I, while I probably had other opportunities to look at other potential people to buy, um, my first priority was NFSC. I knew all those Coronas you were buying me over the last five years were worth something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'll well, tell you what, Greg, uh, yeah. we, we, we got another one that's going to be joining us uh, this year. Uh, it'll be, what, what's got, it's going to be uh, not Labor Day night, but uh, that's Saturday night for the uh, main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my girlfriend, she'll be uh, joining Scott and for the main event that evening. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, got Keep her away from that pole way. that Ryan's bringing to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to see it branch out and, uh, yeah. you know, we'll make things happen and continue to make things happen. I know there's a lot of things going on in the fantasy football world, but, uh, you know, NFFC, I mean, we can make it happen. Well, absolutely. Again. You know, one of the things I want to say is we do have a retention rate of 75% in football and over 80% in baseball. And so we've been growing internally. Like you say, maybe you've recommended it to somebody else and they grow and they join. So we've got a nice user base, but we really haven't grown the new users as fast as we'd like to do it. Tom would admit to that. So, you know, we really think that this acquisition 
and Fanball's partnership in, in promoting this is just going to help us grow faster than we ever have before. Because once we get the customers, Tom and I know how to take care of them, but we need more customers. Well, yeah, also, well yeah. Greg, I, I mean, I would love to talk to you about the baseball deal uh, because we're primarily talking about football tonight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you talked a lot about the baseball deal because I, I'm big into baseball. So uh, we can uh, – our baseball event is huge, and we're the only one in the industry, and we're going to be even bigger next year. We've got another caller. Uh, Ryan, why don't you stick around if you can? If not, I understand we've got a we've got a caller using Click to Talk. You're on the air with uh, Greg and Tom and Ryan from the NFFC. Hey, Talk. we got you on the air. Hey, uh, I heard y'all talking about sports earlier. This is the show about sports. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, Uh-oh. we're gonna we're, we're we're gonna go ahead and and put you on hold here for a minute. We can we might be able to take some questions here in a little bit. Um, we're gonna be <laughs> releasing some of our sleepers and our duds, and we're gonna break down a little bit of preseason football. But right now, we're talking about the high stakes competition, the National Fantasy Football Championship, and uh, that's the website too, nationalfantasyfootballchampionship.com. It's a long one, but uh, you have to bookmark it so you don't have to worry about it. And uh, you guys are going to – I'm sure that we're going to see some marketing efforts here, uh, you know, to push into some more of the mainstream. I I just know that's what's going to happen here. Ryan? Oh, for me, uh, you know, I definitely think that, you know, we have some opportunities. I think that one of the things that gets kind of lost in all the transition was the fact that not only did we buy NFFC and NFPC, but we bought all the print assets for fantasy sports publications. And and it's funny because, I mean, I get – one of the things is when I presented the idea to – management was, you know, Ryan, you don't really want to buy more print, do you, in a, in a dying industry? But if you look at FanDuel's print print business, we're steadily growing over the last five years. I mean, we're selling more advertising than we ever did. We're selling more magazine news than we ever did. We're selling out from a subscription perspective online. As I was, we were talking today, um, Charlie, who will be a vital cog in what we do at NFFC and NFPC, um, runs our magazine description, and we didn't have any more annuals available. And we normally have two or three hundred magazines left to ship out to NFFC and to do a bunch of stuff with. We are out. We are completely done. We have no more available. So um, we're going to take the fantasy sports publications. We're going to grow those as well. We're going to give them a, a new upgrade, a new look and feel. And you know what? We're going to have a million magazines on a newsstand for baseball and football. And that says something. That's a, that's a huge reach that we just don't have now. And I think that'll be something good. And so while magazines get a bad rap, I understand that. Um, at the same point, I think they're very important to fantasy guys who just want something early. And like right. you said, we'll be the first, like this year. One of the things we're planning on doing, and I don't want to get into an infomercial, but we're going to have a magazine out for baseball before Christmas, and that'll be a great stocking stuffer. And baseball will be something again. We'll be able to start talking about NFPC very early, and we'll do the same thing for football. We want to be out early, and we want to attract as many users as we can to our live events business. Mm-hmm. And well, guys, thing, you know, Greg, Greg yeah. and I, Greg, Greg can attest to this too. One thing that we've seen with uh, the live events is our magazines draw a lot of our business, and probably the strongest source of our uh, participants in both baseball and football have been have come from our magazines. People who've mm-hmm. seen the stories that we've run. We run stories on our national winners every year. The last few years, we've run a two-page two-page spread where we put pictures of a, a number of uh, the people who've won money from us to, to show not only to give them a little bit of uh, a moment of, of glory, but also show that 
we do pay our people every year, and they end up winning a lot of money from us. So that's been those magazines have been a very strong source of uh, advertising and promotion for our events. And you know, like Ryan says, you know, magazines do get a bad rap, but people buy them every year, and for us to have that kind of a reach for our events is, is going to be pretty significant for us. I remember when uh, Robin Eddy won the uh, NFF. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, I mean, it was a big deal, and I showed yeah. uh, my girlfriend Rachel, and, and next thing she knows, I mean, she was showing her friends, and you know, it was kind of a big deal. So, yeah, I do, I agree with that. Yeah, we put well, our, our champions on the cover of the magazine. Some guys have said they want to co- be on the cover more than they want the hundred thousand. I know they're lying, huh. but uh, yeah, you know, oh, they're lying. <laughs> And, and I, just want, I just want to—I just want to tell everybody in Chicago. Two of the last three years, if you had dinner with Mike and I, you won a hundred thousand dollars in the NFFC. Okay, so Rob Benetti uh, two, three years ago, and then Dave uh, last year. Yep. You know, it's just—it's just one of those things. But well, guys, hey, you guys are welcome to come on Red vs. Blue anytime you want. Stop by because we, we need to talk fantasy and we need to talk Green Bay Packers uh, when you guys come back. So there you go. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I know Tom Brady is is six points per touchdown. If Greg, if he has the type of year, let's say eighty eighty five percent of the year that he had two years ago, what pick is he worthy of in your contest? Well, if he went had put up that many points, I mean, uh, he had fifty touchdowns that year. He would probably go in the top five or six. I mean, our quarterbacks are the number one scorers. Breeze had four hundred fourteen points, I think, in our scoring system last year. So right now, Brady is going around eighteen to twenty. And he could be a bargain in that second round, so it should be fun to watch. He looked good the other night, and uh, I got to believe he's moving up people's draft boards after seeing him uh, yesterday. Do you guys remember if Tom Brady was on the championship team from two years ago? No, he wasn't. No, the guy Troy Young picked uh, Brady and Moss that year two years ago, and he led the regular season, but he didn't finish strong. But uh, Brady was not part of the championship team during his big season. All right. Well, guys, thanks for thanks for coming on. We appreciate you guys breaking down the news for us Greg on Red Bull Blue and Greg, thanks Tom, Ryan. Guys. Thanks. You guys thanks. are welcome to come back anytime. All right, thanks, no Scott. Good luck this year in the NFFC too. All right, thank All you. Right, we'll you bet. Bye. We'll right. see you. And Ryan bringing up the uh, the <laughs> the possibilities of the poll in Chicago, Mike. <laughs> we'll be back. Yep. We got. We have to take a real quick commercial. We'll be right back. Sixty seconds. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue Crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you? All right, Mike. We're back on Red vs. Blue. And that was... uh, (laughs) What's that? I, I'm hey, looking at the, Vernon uh, Davis. Vernon board. Davis looks pretty good tonight, man. I'm telling you, a couple Whatever, of plays, he I'm might be a, he might be a sleeper tight end. He looked like he could actually catch the ball. I haven't seen the guy catch in like forever, and he throws, <laughs> he fires it in there a couple <laughs> times, catches a couple of balls. 
Listen, I've, I've only got a little bit of time here, Mike, so, so be patient with me. I've got 13 okay. minutes just to talk about the preseason games. We appreciate having uh, the NFL. Thank God on. you're not going to talk about Vernon Davis. No, well, you never know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, as I watched that Titans game the other night, I had this just sneaky feeling that Glendale is going to steal even more touchdowns this year from Chris I Johnson. I do it. I Scott, what did I tell you about three months ago? I said the and guy I, has lost weight. He's looking good. And, and, and so I don't know. I'm kind of tempering my expectations of Chris Johnson. An absolute fantastic talent, no doubt about it. Yeah, but when you've got a when you've got a player that you can bring in and give a breather to after you bust a long one uh, for 30 yards yep. or something like that, you're going to see a lot of that from Chris Johnson. I think Lindell might even have a bigger year in touchdowns than than what we saw last year. Somebody in the chat room, Lance. Bringing up Chaz, Chaz Shillins, Shillins, Shillins. I want to give credit and props. I want to give credit and props to that uh, that that play of uh, Chaz to uh, my boy Steve Warimsky, who uh, is from uh, RetiredRookie.com. He's that dynasty blogger that I, we had on a couple of weeks ago. His sleeper was Chaz Shillins, and, and sure enough, he has a he has a great start the other night, just uh, looking like he can catch the ball and make moves and just abuse those uh, corners. Uh, you know, he, he seemed like he had an easy time with it, five for fifty-two. So I wanted to give I wanted to give Steve his props there in that game. Mike Romo looks sharp. Roy Williams, I don't know if they're ever going to click, yeah. and he is Roy is my dud of this year. He he's going in the fourth round right now, and there is no way, child, please, no way I'm going to take Roy Williams in the fourth round. There is no way I'm going to take Roy Williams. There is no way I'm going to take Tony Romo. Oh, Romo looks sharp. I will take. I will take uh, Jason Witten, but okay, you know that's too that's too big a price to pay. So well, yeah, it just depends on where. I won't take Roy in the fourth. I won't take him in the fifth, and I very likely won't take him in the sixth. I don't want any part of Roy Williams. Sam Hurd may have just locked up uh, a, a, a nice guy. job, five of seventy nine, and he looks pretty sharp the other night. And again, a preseason, so take it with a grain of salt. But I'm telling you, that's yep. kind of what I, I know. what I saw. Yeah. We got uh, yep. the Pats took on the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles here. Michael Vick is. Hey, Mike, I told you he would, he would go somewhere, and he he, he comes on with uh, the help of Tony Dungy. I think was huge in him getting a team. Sure enough, he's over here with Andy Reid. Does this? I was talking to Alex tonight. Does this slightly hurt McNabb? And Westbrook, no, maybe no, no, no. It helps McNabb and it helps Michael Vick at the same time. Michael Vick needs to learn how to throw the football instead wow. of running. And this is a chance for him to learn under Donovan McNabb how to throw the football. He's not going to. I mean, he might get what three, four reps throughout the year. That's it. Michael Vick is going to do nothing this year. But he's going to learn. He's going to well, learn the thing, I don't know. As a, and he's going to yeah, learn not, his way. I, I'm not worried about Vic as much as I am just, uh, again, being in the Wildcat, maybe stealing a, a couple of touchdowns from Westy, or maybe when McNabb usually runs those in, you know, they get near the goal line, and maybe they bring in Vic as a weapon. I don't think he does. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's going to be put in into that situation at all. Well, well you didn't think just, he was even going to get signed, so come on now. You know, you're, you're, being, you're, you're having the backpedal a little no, bit. I want no, to hear a little stop, bit of admission no. of, I was wrong. Say it. Go ahead. I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay. Wrong. Well, and you're going to be wrong tomorrow in our local draft that we've uh, yeah, been we'll see about. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that because I'm owning that league, dude. Uh, 
Brady looked as sharp as ever, 10 of 15 for 102. You, you've got to like what you see there out of, out of him and Moss again. Moss, 3 yep. for 54, catching that long 35-yarder there. Maroney got the starting nod, and while he didn't do anything, I thought that was very interesting to see that he gets the first carry of the game. I don't know what that means. Just keep your eye on Maroney, even if he's just not doing anything but getting the starting nod. Maybe that's a, a vote of confidence because everything I've heard, he's third, fourth, fifth on the depth chart at, at running back. And, and then Chris Baker, three catches, 22 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I heard Chris about Baker that. comes over from the Jets. Maybe maybe Moss, I know FFPC, yeah. you, you've got to have your tight ends. Maybe, maybe Brady has something going, some good chemistry with Chris Baker. Definitely a guy to keep your eye on, and he's got to move up in the rankings. We've got uh, we've got for the Eagles we've got LaShawn McCoy uh, looking uh, just see how his game translates. Obviously he needs a Westbrook injury. I think they'll they'll keep Westbrook fresh this year. You will see McCoy in action. Ten of fifty five uh, carries, two two receptions, twelve yards. A little bit involved. Selleck got hurt, Mike. He separated his shoulder. He's day to day, and they've already lost the rookie from Florida, uh, Cornelius Ingram. So Selleck getting hurt, uh, you know, um, again, it's just an injury, but we need to look at it day to day. This Washington-Baltimore game, I'm telling you, Washington showed absolutely nothing. It was like they didn't even show up to play. It's like, you're kidding me. We have to, we have to do preseason. They showed absolutely nothing. I just get so well, sick of seeing the same Washington Bell, offense roll out there. Did you see the uh, Liddell Betts when they said the uh, B-E-T-T-I-S? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. You didn't see no, that? I, no, I missed it. It was funny. It was funny. The, uh, the, the, the story in that game, Mike, I thought was Ray Rice. Uh, <laughs> Ray Rice, wow. Uh, 5 of 22, 3 of 38 in the receptions. He's, he's going to be heavily involved. Mike, I think Ray Rice has elevated his stock enough to be a, a potential fourth rounder. If you need a running back and you're in the fourth, maybe coming around the 4-5 turn, I don't think you can pass him up if you're on there on the four or five turn. I think you've got to snag Ray Rice if he even makes it that far. I think he showed that he can be heavily involved. Well, I'm going back to uh, one of the Josh uh, Dade Drinker's decisions was uh, Ray Rice, Willie yeah. Parker, and yeah, uh, field. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was that was a great decision uh, or a great question to ask. Yeah, uh, good to Josh on that. Yeah, I took Rice. That Arizona-Pittsburgh game, Hightower looked decent, six carries for 24 yards. So I, you were right, Mike, about this Hightower. I think he gets the start. I, I think he's going to hold I, off I well for, for quite a while. I think he'll just they'll, they'll rotate in and out. And unless Wells really does something to outshine this Hightower. But Hightower hit the hole pretty good. I saw him squirt through there a couple of times, knocked off a 10-yard carry. I, I, I kind of like what Wells. I saw. And that's it. No, that was Hightower. He, he, he busted off a yeah. nice little 10-yarder against Pittsburgh. And the starters, Wait. Breston looks as quick as ever. Uh, Steve Breston, yep. if you guys, I know Mike, uh, you like him, and you you grabbed yep. him in that in that red versus blue uh, first satellite draft. You grabbed him in the eighth round, <laughs> and Breston knocked out five catches for 52 yards like a blink of an eye. I was like, okay, yeah. wait. Yeah. I'm right, feeling Ethan. really good about this uh, red versus blue satellite league. I mean, I, I really am, Scott. I, it just, yeah. It, 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 it fell to good. me, and uh, so – We've got uh, Pittsburgh, Sean McDonald showing that he could be that uh, wide receiver three there for 69. You've got Lima Sweet and Mike Wallace also in contention. I really like how Mike Wallace looked, too. He, was, he looked like he could grab a couple of those long bowls uh, and go up and get them. Um, moving on to the Dallas-Oakland game, we already talked about Romo and Hurd. Uh, McFadden looked fantastic, Mike. 
McFadden, yeah. four carries, 63 yards. He busted off a 45-yarder. the end zone. Yeah, anyway. well, I tell you what, uh, another sleeper of mine is Michael Bush. There's no way that Justin Fargus gets more than a week or two at this gig, at this no. chance. I don't think he makes it through preseason as the starter. I think it's going to be the McFadden and Bush show. McFadden cannot carry that many times. Bush is going to be there. It's going to be kind of like a McAllister-Bush role. And Bush, Ooh. Michael Bush is going to get a whole lot of carries this year. I think he gets at least 150 carries. I really do. I think his first year he's going to get you know up what the, his first year I, action. I, to, I totally agree with you, Scott. Uh, he's going to get a ton, and he's going to get a ton of opportunities, and this guy is huge. People do not realize in, in the NFL community how big this guy is. Well, uh, we had the Jets. We had the Jets tonight. Sanchez looked pretty sharp. you you got to go ahead and give Sanchez the job right now. Uh Three of four for 88 yards. You got David Clowney, uh, three for 102. Lock it up. Lock Clowney up for the number two row. He's got so much speed. It's exactly what that <laughs> oh, offense needs. I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Jets fan. We've been looking for a number two. And I think Clowney said, that's my, that's my spot, guys. He's the deep speed. Contrary yeah. the possession guy. And Keller, Mike, Keller better be moving up your draft boards. Keller is the weapon on that offense. He is going to. He's going to do us some big things. I've got him right now at number six overall, right there with Owen Daniels. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about what Dustin Keller brings to the table. And I saw Stop. Jeremy Shockey tonight for the Saints, Mike. Shockey, better watch out with Drew Brees. Shockey actually looked pretty good. He, he caught a bullet from Brees, and could Shockey might be a sleeper. That's all I'm saying. You got to watch Jeremy Shockey. No, 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 no. The one thing about it, it's preseason. I do not care for these preseason games. The only game I care about is the week four of preseason. I want to see what happens then and now. But as far as today goes, no. I'm I'm not concerned about what's going on. Meacham caught a ball, three for 77 and a touchdown. Maybe he's finally getting things together. And anybody in the New Orleans Saints offense, fellas, you've got to keep your eye on. Uh, Robert Meacham may just supplant Devery Henderson in that role with the right year. Uh, Cincinnati had uh, Chris Henry looking sharp, six for 93 and a touchdown. I'm telling you, if this kid gets a shot. Somebody from Cincinnati looks sharp? I think if he gets a shot, he could do something. I I really do. I think Chris Uh Henry – is a red zone type guy. He always has been. Deep speed. Uh, Ocho Cinco, his stock is going to be elevating every single week. Chad Johnson, if, if you thought you were going to be able to steal Ocho Cinco in the fourth, I think he's inching up closer to that end of the third spot. And you're going to have to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have to pay a high price. The Minnesota-Indianapolis game that we saw, Rosenfeld, lock it up. It's his job. Go ahead and safely yep. draft him now. 10 of 13 for 91. Tavares was just absolutely awful. 7 of 15 for 39. Donald Brown is is breathing down a die's neck already in the first game. He busted out a 38-yarder on the Vikings. You you have to respect Donald Brown. <laughs> I'm telling you, I get into this. I, I get into this, man. It's well, preseason. You know, it's here. That's what it's all about. I mean, but I I do not get into the preseason until about week three or four of the preseason. In uh, two weeks, we're going to really have a lot of stuff to talk about, Scott. Oh, I won't, I won't even be able to contain myself. 
Uh, Marshall not guilty. Where does he go now? Uh, 181 targets last year. Marshall is, is is sitting there right around the area where I'm drafting. Uh, I, you know, Welker's off the board. Roddy White, Dwayne Bowe. I'm thinking about Brandon Marshall in this area just because of his immense upside. And if and if Orton can get things going in that offense, I'm telling you, Denver is a sleeper team to beat their wins. Uh, their wins over under. I think if you go on to FFPC, Dave has a thread there. But they are overhauling this team, and I, and, and I think that show, if you guys are watching this Bengals show, this Hard Knocks, coaching is so important. And we're, we can talk about that another week, Mike. But but hang tight. Uh, we're going to have overtime here in a minute. This has been Red vs. Blue. We had a great show. Thanks to everybody in the chat room, the Red vs. Blue crew. If you want to come back and listen to the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more, about 10, 15 minutes more of overtime. Uh, this has been Red vs. Blue. We'll see you next week. right back red versus blue what better time than now oh, hell. 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 Hell.
All right, Mike, we're back. It's red versus blue. Sorry uh, we had to let that play out. The, the switchboard has given us a, a little bit of fits, Mike. Again? Again, man. I, well, you know, they've got an upgrade package here, and, uh, you know, if we get if we start making if, if, if we start making a dime here or there, we, can, we might be able to pay for it. Or maybe if we can win our NFFC league, maybe we can pay for the upgrade. But for right now, uh, we're what just going to have to keep What you just told me, it gave us the fits. Put that in the back Ooh. of your mind, the fits. Gave Ooh. us the fits. Oh. Write that down. Okay. All Write right. it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got you around for that kind of stuff, Mike. Glad I got you around for that. Okay. Hey, look. Um, the WCFF also announced their Tier 1, 2, and 3 leagues. Okay. These are satellites, Mike, and, and, and it's kind of an interesting co- uh, format. Here's what they do. You start with a Tier 1 league, a $250 entry fee. If you want to start at the bottom, go ahead and start at the bottom. $250 entry fee. If you win that league, and again, it's a, it's a 12-team league, three divisions, 14-week regular season, the three division winners are the number one seeds. Uh, um, they're, they're all in the playoffs. Uh, the, the top division winner, uh, and so you've got three division winners plus the number one in total points. Left over. Those are your four teams that go to the playoffs for the two weeks. And then what they do yeah. is they say, look, if you're the number one seed, if you've scored the most points and you won your division based on head-to-head, if you are the most, if you're the number one seed, you get to pick your opponent from the other three for the week 15 matchup. Ooh. You get to Ooh. pick your opponent. <laughs> you can pick your poison. You pick, you pick, you pick your poison. I uh, like kinda, that. Yeah, kind of neat. Okay, I like it. And then week six, uh, week sixteen is obviously for the for the title. First place wins a tier three entry next year. Okay, now a tier three yep. entry next year is a fifteen hundred dollar satellite league. Okay, <laughs> kind of neat yeah. how they are doing this here. They're giving you entries into bigger leagues. Uh, the tier three entry fee is fifteen hundred, but the first place prize in that league is a tier four entry fee plus a main event entry. So you not only win a wow. main event entry, but you win a Tier 4 entry. And a Tier 4 entry, Mike, is a $5,000 satellite league, okay? And <laughs> it's a $5,000 satellite league that you have a free entry into. And if you win if you win that league, you win a main event entry plus a Platinum League entry that's worth $25,000. The Platinum League, Mike, is the creme de la creme here of, of, of high-stakes fantasy football, $25,000 entry fee. The winner takes home 200000 in a league of 12, okay? That's big Well, let's, let's face it. If you're, if you're going to do this and be dedicated to do it, uh, you don't want the cash. That's, you that's nothing. You, you want to get to the creme de la creme, like you said, and go to the next level of uh, getting to uh, – Get to fantasy football. I mean, that, that's well, all. Awesome. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to start at your two fifty entry fee. If you wanted to start right. at the bottom, you'd have to win that. Year two, you're in the seven fifty tier two. Year three, you're in the fifteen hundred tier three. And year four, you're in the entry fee five thousand tier four. So it take you four years. Uh, if you win that fourth year, you get an entry into the platinum league, and that'd be your fifth year. You'd be sitting at a table where everybody else is ponied up twenty five grand. And all you that would be so cool. That would be so cool. It would take some great odds to do that. Now, if you want to jump in at the tier entry, if the tier three entry fee of fifteen hundred, it only take you 
three years to get you to the Platinum League entry, and you get your main event entry paid for. So, and they pay out all the way to fourth place. So, yeah, I mean, if, and, and the cool thing is, look, if you're tier three and you pay your fifteen hundred dollar entry fee, right. all you got to right. do, all you have to do, Mike, is place fourth to get your money back. You wow. place fourth, and you get a tier three entry next year. So you're back in it next year if you if you at least get fourth. Now, who can't at least get fourth in any twelve man league that you're in, right? So, well, kind of neat. I mean, neat. I mean, Rachel would love that, and uh, you know that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, Scott. I mean, let's face it. We, surely, goodness, with with the brains that we have, we could finish fourth or better. Yeah, it depends on the night. <laughs> it depends on the night. <laughs> Well, hey, look, we uh, we we went over some things uh, again. I, I'm telling you, uh, another player we didn't talk about, uh, Chester Taylor. He's a guy that's just underrated always, uh, but he put up pretty decent numbers last year as all days backup. And he's a guy that I think oh, obviously presents great upside. Okay, he, he he obviously has upside because if an injury happens to Peterson, you've got a great running back, and I think you'd see a lot more Harvin there too. But Chester Taylor is a guy that if you don't have if you have an injury or if you have a bye week, and Chester Taylor's a guy you can plug in with very little reservation, he's going to give you a 10-point a, a day with an upside of 20. And, and okay. he's a guy, if you, if you look at how many points he scored last year, uh, you know, four touchdowns, 45 catches, six touchdowns in total, and another 800 yards. He's a guy that I'm can get ha- you 10 easy. I'm going to have a hard time taking Chester Taylor based on what happened three years ago. But anyway, uh, yeah. But he's in the ninth round, though. Ninth you're round. On, you're on the clock right now, Scott. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You have the first pick. Yeah. First the pick. First pick. Yep. Yeah. You're on the clock. Well, what do you in, do? In, in that league, uh, I don't take Peyton Manning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't take sorry. Mark Sanchez. I you're take not going to take Michael Vick. <laughs> no. No, I, I would, I'll play it safe, and I'll, I'll, I would go with an MJD or, a, or an Adrian Peterson, one of those guys. One of the, I'm going to flip a coin. I'm not going to have all my eggs in one basket. I have MJD pretty much everywhere, and I'd so like, to have, run I'd back like to have and then, and then, and then come around. Uh, you, you've got to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Who's going to be left? Well, it's interesting that you even bring this up, Mike. I'm in a league right now for the FFPC. It's a satellite league number four. It's a two hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. Uh-huh. Uh draft experts plus. And basically what that means is it's a best ball format, but you are picking up uh you are picking up waivers. You're just not having to submit any lineups. But you are allowed waivers. Uh right. and we took Maurice Jones Drew from the one one, okay? And hmm. coming back coming back at the turn, here are the players that were available. Steve Smith. Marion Barber, Pierre Thomas, Brandon Jacobs, Ronnie Brown, Jason Witten. Steve Smith, gonna... Pierre Thomas, <laughs> Marion Barber, Ronnie Brown, Brandon Jacobs, Jason Witten. Great okay. option. Uh, I, no, I, I don't think that's a very good option at all. Uh, first off, you're, I'm going to block you of uh, Pierre Thomas. Well, yeah, yeah. You knew I, you knew I would take Pierre there. I did. I took Pierre. Yeah, yeah. But I also took yeah. Steve Smith. Steve Smith falling there because he had a he had an injury, and everybody gets all freaked out. And they start letting him fall. Well, he's already back practicing. 
Okay, I mean, come on. What do we really have to be worried about? It's Steve Smith. He's okay. He's fine. Uh, the only person we really considered here that we didn't take, and again, we were high on Pierre Thomas, but it was Marion Barber. Marion Barber, Mike. Yeah. Uh, this right. guy, I mean, he's a touchdown machine. Everybody is loving what they're seeing out of Felix Jones. He's electric, right? But yep. Marion Barber is still Marion Barber, and he's still going to get touchdowns. He's still going to get a ton of work. He's still – I mean, inside, inside the 20, inside the red zone, uh, they're going to give it to him. I mean, that, that that's the guy that's going to get it done. Yeah. But I'll I tell you what. I am I'm really high on Sam Hurd because okay. what I saw – oh, my goodness. What I saw uh, last night, I'm just I'm, – I'm high on this guy, and I really believe that Sam Hurd could be a guy that could, uh, you know, make a difference in fantasy football stats, not necessarily for the Dallas Cowboys because – I'm concerned about him. How do you think? How do you think Jerry Jones is going to use Felix Jones? Though is he going to really cut into Marion's carries? He's got to. I mean, he, he's got to, huh? He's that good. Yeah, he's got to. He, he's a he's a second quarterback. In the second quarter, uh, Felix Jones is the guy. Marion Barber is going to be first, third, fourth. Second quarter uh, coming into half, Felix Jones is the guy. Well, we didn't get uh, – I, I somewhat agree with you, but, again, uh, you know, you could basically say that Marion Barber basically missed three games. The last three games of the year, he wasn't hardly even playing at all. He, he had 10 carries all three yeah. games. He wasn't healthy, and he still had 235 carries and 50 receptions. Now, I had this conversation with Mike Santos, uh, an avid fantasy professional. He's like 50th overall in the world right now. Uh, he's much better than that. He's actually a top-10 player in my book. But uh, we had this discussion about Marion Barber, and I'll tell you, I just kept saying Felix is going to cut into his carries. Felix has to be on the field. Felix is electric. What? Felix is a playmaker. They've got to have him out there. Mike's take is it's going to keep him fresh. It's going to, he's going to continue. They're going to, be, they're going to run more than they did last year. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and I think, I think Marion Barber is still a guy that you could take it's in the second round and be safe. Well, you know, I, I think they're going to run more, and that's why, uh, you know, I was a little bit concerned when you made that trade for uh, – when you traded Breeze for Romo. I mean, I was like, I don't know about this. Uh, because mm-hmm. this team, I think, is going to be so much uh, conservative. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't trade it straight before. up, by the way, just so all the, all the listeners know. It's a dynasty league. Well, I know they got that. a couple of running backs with it. Yeah, okay. But uh, I just think that the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to be so much more conservative than they have than they ever have been before. I mean, it's going to be run, run, run. Because I mean, let's face it, they've got a ton of weapons at the yeah. at the running back position. Well, and yeah, but you, not, when you when you have when you have Barber that can get fifty receptions out of the backfield, and Felix is the same type of back. They're going to use him out of the backfield too. These are guys that can put up. 500 yards apiece in the backfield and have 1,000 yards for Romo. So don't be just too sure. I mean, just because they're going to use the running backs doesn't mean Romo's not going to put up but the yards now. These are guys that can get four yards and five yards of carry. So why not oh, just sure. boom, boom, boom? Sure. Well, yeah, I, I think they're going to have a – I think their offense is going to be just fine. I mean, fine. It's, going to, it's, it's going to open it wide up for Jason Witten. If, if, if they get three, three, boom, Jason Witten. Three, three, boom, Jason Witten. Yeah. 
Oh, I agree with you. I think I think they'll I think they'll be okay. Now this this other dud that I want to talk about is a sixth round running back right now. I've even seen him go in the fifth, Mike. It's Willie Parker, and I tell you what, I cannot mm-hmm. draft Willie Parker. Look at these numbers the last four years <laughs> behind behind this offensive line. His average yards per carry four point seven in oh five, in oh six four point four, in oh seven four point one. And in 08, 3.7, four straight years, this guy's average yards per carry has just been tanking and plummeting. And they drafted a first-round running back. You got to you, you got to look at him the other night, Rashard Mendenhall. He didn't do much. He didn't have much to say against Arizona. Arizona kind of, you know, really shut him down. He, he had a nice little run, uh, you know, just to, to say, hey, I'm here. But well, I think Mendenhall is going to – I think this is the year that Mendenhall takes over for Willie Parker. Well, I totally disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I think Mendenhall is a bust. I, I I don't see it. I don't see the the electrifying energy that he needs. Uh, you know, you, you got to bust through them holes, and uh, Mendenhall can't do that right now. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. I think I I, I just remind myself of what I, I mean, saw, I what I saw in Illinois. Right. Yeah, what I saw in Illinois is still there somewhere. I think he's the type of player you can buy low in dynasty right now and uh, feel pretty good about. Uh, okay, well, Mike. Hey, it was a good show, buddy. Uh, we've got our draft hey, tomorrow. Fun, I'm gonna man. be, I'm gonna be picking you up from the casino, and uh, we'll go and have our draft. And uh, hey, good luck to you, buddy. Sounds good. We'll be back here. Thanks, man. We'll be back here next uh, next Friday night. Everybody, tune in. The Red versus Blue Satellite Draft will be here. Do not miss it. It is a blast. It's a, it's a lot of fun. We're gonna shatter our records that we set last week, gang. Um, we we're already over the fifteen thousand viewer mark now, uh, the listener mark. And uh, we're going to be debuting NFFC. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, debuting Red versus Blue TV uh, at the NFFC draft in Chicago. We'll have uh, Dave, Mike, and myself will all be there. And uh, we we, do, we're just looking forward to it. I think we'll do that on hand right then, right there where everybody can watch us. And do, I, do I've, ar- I've, already, I've, I've already talked to the guys, and they're, they're more than welcome to let us set up a table, and we'll be, we'll be broadcasting yeah, be a lot live, of fun. Lot live of fun. from the draft room uh, on Friday night. So a lot of everybody, fun. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. The, the FFPC Big Payback Draft next Friday night. Set your calendars. Mark us a favorite. Don't go anywhere next Friday night. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Scott. See you, Mike. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the desk. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.